podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, everybody. Sorry, I was mid pistachio nut. I became awful cultured since I came home from Birmingham. Um, how's everyone doing? We're alive. We're alive. I I lost my own bet that we wouldn't come back alive, but we did. Um, <laughs> great weekend was had in uh, Birmingham at the Villain Arch game, and we're going to break down the Villain Arch game at some stage. But you know, it was just it was so good, and I'm going to go on a bit of a monologue. But what's new? And um, was so good to get back over to Villa Park. You know, um, everything was great about it. I definitely, wa- I, I definitely saw a better game than ninety nine percent of the people in the stadium. <laughs> that's a, that's for sure because no one was going to dampen my day that I had. Um, you know, it was absolutely great. There were so many great people that we met when we were over there. Um, from all the lines, chairman were fantastic. Uh, ever like there was a lot of people who came up and just like. Like, it's mad, you do a little podcast in the middle of nowhere in Ireland, and then you, you're walking down the road, and someone rolls across to you and goes, hey, Neil, and you're going, I don't know who you are, but thank you so much, you know, <laughs> little things like that, and yeah. I was sat in the middle, I was sat in the middle of the stand, um, and there was, there was 87 Swedish guys around, Anders, the, the, the Swedish uh, Lions chairman, brought over 87 people over to the game, and they were great crack, but there was also two guys in front of me from Qatar, Paul and Bowdy were over from um, Qatar and uh, Bowdy's little good luck charm because he's never seen Villa lose a game. So uh, I wanted to give him a shout out because uh, he was uh, he was over the moon with a 2-0 win um, against Norwich, uh, as was I. But um, yeah, fantastic, fantastic weekend to Bats that I can remember. And uh, the parts that I can't remember, I heard were fantastic too. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, I'm sure, yeah. I, I, and that's why I shut up and I'm going, Paddy, don't fill in the parts I can't remember. <laughs> well, you probably can't remember them either. Oh, that's great. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Uh, I, I do remember that you, you forgot to feed yourself and left. Oh, your yeah. But I, your... <laughs> twice, twice, Paddy. Twice. I did it twice. Yeah. Um, first night we were there, ordered a pizza inside. Actually, I must give a shout out to the guys in the Aston Social. Um, Karen behind the bar in the Aston Social had to put up with some amount of shine from us. <laughs> she she listened to us for a long time when nobody else would have on the Friday night, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, ordered a pizza, completely forgot all about it, left it above at the bar, and then went away to bed. <laughs> so can bring you nowhere, Neil. Can bring you nowhere. Bring me nowhere. Bring me nowhere. Yeah. It just goes to show I had something. I I had uh, one thing on my mind anyway, and it wasn't food. Um, but no, we were we were there for the game, obviously, and we travelled over with a great crew. Um, here from Ireland, and uh, for me, I, I first of all we got smashing weather. I got sunburned. Tip my nose is sunburned after uh, after Saturday. Um, but uh, the weather was fantastic and, and and it was nice. It really was nice to be back in Villa Park again. There was a nice buzz around the ground. I know a lot of people were saying, you know, this uh, on, on, on Twitter and on, and on social media that the ground was quiet and it probably was quiet, but there was still a good buzz around and people were happy and people were excited and people were, you know, there wasn't a negativity, if that it was not, wasn't a negative air, if that makes sense, Paddy, in the ground. 
Um, no, but there wasn't. I think, I think people were genuinely just happy enough with the win and and move on yeah. to the next one. It it uh, you know we stopped the rot last week by by getting a, a point at Leicester and then went out this week and got a win. Um, I'm not as upbeat about the performance as as you are. I, I felt it was a little bit flat and could have been better, but you know we we did okay. Um, we got two goals. Uh, Danny Ings' command was on fire. We got what we asked for with with the team sheet tantrum as well. I got my beloved Callan Chambers on the pitch, and we got Timir Boonham on the pitch. So, yeah, that was that was a good start to the day. Um, because we obviously we missed the the team sheet tantrum because we, we were both in a in a in a meeting of Lions Club chairs in the in the whole pub. I see midnight Marcus asking us were we upstairs in the in the hold. We were upstairs in the whole pub. Yeah, that's. But we were we were downstairs in the whole pub for a long time before and after the game. Absolutely. Mark Mounfield, good to have meet, met you. Blacked his way into the whole pub. He said, met two Villa legends in the Ealing Paddy. I don't know who they were. They certainly weren't legends when you met us at that <laughs> stage, I don't think. <laughs> so, <laughs> but still, thank you so much. And it was great to meet you. It was great to meet you for sure. Um, but yeah, it's like, um, it was, yeah, yeah, they looked after us really well, actually, in the hold. Uh, which is great. Zoe and Holt looked after us really well as well. See, I can remember. I couldn't even that bad. I can remember loads of people's names from uh, from the day, so that wasn't bad. I can, a, remember all the, I can remember all the faces anyway. But names is another story. <laughs> <laughs> Between the two of us, never one of my strong points. Remembering names. Yeah, yeah. I call you up to the dock with me when I finally get when I get summoned for whatever happened. I, I call you up to the dock and I go, "Well, he remembers the faces. I remember the names, but the two of us can't remember <laughs> anything independent other than that." Um, <laughs> but it was, um, it was like, as I say, no, when I talk about being up, being upbeat about the game, look, you know, I'll be honest with you, it's very, very difficult when you have that serotonin running through the body from, you know, wanting to be over there for the last seven years has been big. Um, you know, it literally would have taken, taken a five nil hammer and for me to come out of there and go, I didn't enjoy myself, you know? Um, yeah. it was nice, it was, it was great, like going back over even to see. Like I didn't know that you had a stone outside. You had, you had one of the the cobbles outside the outside the ground and stuff like that. hadn't hadn't seen the William McGregor statue in a while. Little things like that, you know. It's just uh, you kind of you walk around the corner and you go, oh Jesus, yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen that. There was no such thing as a fan zone last time I was there, you know. Like so, it's uh, yeah. uh, it's it's it was a it was a real novelty and hopefully a novelty that'll come around a lot quicker than the last one did for sure. Um. So, uh, but the game itself. Uh, you mentioned there that we had the team we we did our our uh, yeah we were actually inside in the meeting when the team news broke and uh, when we came out we couldn't help but go on Twitter and and uh, and chat about it but yeah I think look I I'm now actually I am now convinced that Stephen Gerrard is experimenting between now and the end of the season to see what he has um, I think that was an experimental team that he put out um, I think it was the right team in a lot of ways I I think that Bailey like. If Bailey's if Bailey's shot that Tim Krul saved onto the bar goes in, I think we're talking about a completely different person. But then again, he does get injured. It looks like it's a it looks like it's a nasty enough ankle injury as well. He's had three different injuries. Yeah. And we've kept him out for a long time. He's had the hamstring, he's had the thigh, and now the ankle. And it's concerning. It's concerning. But of all the players in the field who needed who needed something to go his way, that Tim Krul save, which was a really good save onto the crossbar. You know that could have been that could be a season changer for him. Of course, of course, yeah. Um, look, I, I I look back on a bit of it since 
I was a little bit annoyed with him on Saturday. I didn't think he was putting it about as much as I would have liked. Uh, I was looking forward to seeing him, you know, in the flesh and see, seeing would he put more of an effort in as he did than he did that I felt he did against Leicester. So mm. um, it was disappointing to see him go off so early. But I think I think there's a lot more positives than, than negatives for sure. He wasn't the player that I was most disappointed in during the game. I was incredibly disappointed in Philippe Coutinho. Um, yeah, I just we, I suppose I just had him built up so much, like you know, and and everybody mm. I know to a man who was a Liverpool supporter would go over to Anfield and would have seen him in his pomp at Liverpool said, "Oh my God, wait, you see his movement." He spent a lot of time out on the left hand side. So when we started off, we had we had a most we had a brilliant structure. And I know it was easy for us to dictate the structure because uh, we were playing from home. We were playing against the worst team in the Premier League this year. So we had very much a 4-2-3-1 was what we played before Bailey went off. And it was evident. You guys can look back at my um, uh, look back on Twitter and you'll see a photo I took. And it was like you it was like you drew it up on a tactics board. It was perfect lines across the field. And that was really, really good to see. And when he was out on the left, I thought he was I thought he was he was okay, but when he went in more central. I'm not sure he really even got on the ball at all. And it, it, it kind of made it, it was like if he was there and Danny Ings was coming deeper than him at times to pick up the ball. And Ings played really well when he came on, played brilliant actually yeah. I thought when he came on. But I just thought that like, I just thought it was the game for him to explode. Like half the reason why I booked the Norwich game was because I thought that oh, this is when where Coutinho is going to put on a show, you know? Yeah. And, and it's just, maybe it's my fault for expecting too much of him. I like I've been disappointed with him for a few weeks, and it's funny because well, it, it's not funny, but it it's it's the question on everybody's lips now. It's is is this what whatever about the thirty three million price tag? Is that the kind of wages we want to be playing for a player who is very hot and cold? Um, you know, it, it, I I was actually when I saw the setup where it looked like it was Bailey off the right, him off the left, and they were quite wide. Uh, you know, I, I was I was positive about it and I was looking forward to it, but it just it just didn't happen. Mm. It just really, really didn't happen. So it was unfortunate for him. But uh, I I I do think this deal is done. I I do think Gerard has seen enough that he he will probably go ahead with it. But uh, yeah, it's it's the question on everyone's lips now. Do we go and spend this kind of money on the player? Um. Yeah, you're not going to hear me give out about spending money on Philippe Coutinho, even though we have, seen, like, we've seen some really good games from him. We've seen some games where he hasn't been really good. But then again, he's had four years of not a lot of consistent football. Arguably, yeah. and I don't have the statistics in front of me. This could be the longest stretch of games he's played in the last three years. I would say you know? so. I would. Although he got he got a good few games against, uh, against or for um, Bayern Munich. So, you know, I know, I know it was. There's a bit of a gap in between him coming to us, so uh, he he probably needs a preseason. He probably needs with which uh, a lot of these players who who had a very poor preseason by no fault of their own between COVID and injury last year, they could probably do it too. So I think I think we if we did sign him, we'd probably see a completely different player come the middle of August when we go to to start again. But um, look, he 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 looks like he's enjoying being here. Everybody that talks about him or got close to him will tell you that he's happy. So we just—it's it's just in—it's—it's it's out of our hands, obviously, and it's up to—it's up to the management team and the and the likes of Johan Lang and Christian Porzlow whether this money is going to be spent or not. Paddy, here's one for you. 
two weeks ago, everybody was talking about past success ratios, uh, percentages. I got involved in it. I posted it. Someone asked me for the for the past success percentages, and I posted each one of them individually. Now, like I suppose when you when you when you take a kind of a three hundred and sixty degree view on something like that, our past success hasn't been great. Like I don't have the stats in front of me. I could look them up, but arguably, arguably, um. Douglas Lewis has probably the best pass success rate, probably of anybody on our team. And somebody mentioned that. I think it was, I think it was actually mentioned on on the radio on, on BBC West Midlands. I was listening to it. I think somebody mentioned that one of the presenters. And uh, I meant to actually check it up, and I didn't. And I'm, that's why I'm just kind of mentioning it now. But if Douglas Lewis is our best pass success rate, because he is the one who's trusted to be that pivot at the bottom to pass that ball, Jacob Ramsey is the man who carries the ball, and uh, and uh, McGinn. McGinn is just all action. So if you've only really got one viable option to pass you the ball from deeper, and and that's Douglas Louise, maybe you're not going to get on the ball as much as we want you to. So maybe that's a contributory thing as well, that we're not playing as many of those triangle passes in our own mid middle midfield like we did when Jared first came in. Certainly not doing as much of it as we were in the Leeds game and the, the Southampton game. We, we barely played them this game. We went wide an awful lot this game. Look at Dina. Like, I know Easter was two weeks ago. Dina had his own Easter on, on Saturday. He just resurrected out of nowhere. We were told he was going to be gone for six or eight weeks. Now, all of a sudden, oh, the tomb was open. And yeah. out came Luca Dean. Um, but he got on a lot of the ball on the left-hand side. Matty Cash was sneaking in around the back post again. He had a chance with a header. So we were going wide an awful lot as well. So I suppose... When we look at it, what I was expecting, and maybe maybe the way that Jared wanted us to play were two completely different things. But then again, it's Philippe Coutinho. You kind of expect him to get on the ball and mm. to and to want the ball and to drive with the ball and to do something yeah. with the ball. But hmm. yeah. look, I thought McGinn was very good. I thought McGinn was brilliant. Kieran yeah. makes a good point. I thought McGinn was actually my man in the match. Yeah, and I'm I'm keen to I'm keen to get off the Coutinho com conversation because I reckon we're going to be talking about it at nauseum yeah. now in the end of the season. But yeah, big show for John McGinn. I thought it, I thought it was probably his best game since since Christmas. Anyway, I'd say, uh, and probably true no fault of his own with been how he, how he's been deployed week on week. So we, we'll we'll just have to wait and see how he's uh, fitting into the system going forward in, in the new season. When we have see, we'll we'll see a few new arrivals. Paddy, is that the hoodie you got at the weekend? It is. It's a lovely fit. It really fits you. Isn't it? Yeah. And do you know what makes it an even better fit? It it's actually a player fit. How <laughs> so, did you lose weight in the weekend? I reckon I did the same thing as you and forgot to eat. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the reason I say it is that uh, the boys, uh, there was, well, yes, APFCH, <laughs> Jerry, thank you so much. Up the villa, all written off Bailey, Bailey and Chuck, all written Bailey and Chuck off. I, look, I think you're fair enough to kind of criticise Bailey. I think we've done it ourselves here. I still think he's going to yeah. be back next year. I also think that Kerry Chuck Boweka is going to be back as well next year, but we'll see. And that's that's the one I wanted to pop up. Uh, and that's yeah. why I brought up uh, the hoodies well, because I was before you, the, out the shop. Before okay. you say anything, I want to apologise to Luke because I I <laughs> made a little joke or tried to pull his pants down while he was videoing the, the podcast. But uh, funnily enough, Neil, he didn't want me on his fan cams. All he wanted was you, and you were nowhere to be seen. And I told yeah. him we'd come back, we'd come back up and uh, and and see him afterwards. But he was gone by the time we uh, got back up from the shop, unfortunately. I um I was waiting outside the shop for you, and uh, I 
don't know what I did. Went into my contacts and I goes, Paddy, great. Clicked on Paddy. Next thing I was on the phone and I realized it wasn't you. It was my uncle Paddy. And I was like, I was there to, where are you? I'm outside the shop. And there was me roaring at him. Where are you? Where are you? So, uh, yeah, we had our own moment of of, uh, of embarrassment um, outside the shop. Yeah, I just, fair I just fair play to you, Kieran. It, it probably is an Alan Brazil fish. Alan Brazil at, at his age he is now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's, exactly. it's, it's good you can only see it from here here up because it's a little bit snug from there down. <laughs> yeah. Um, the one thing that's just after popping into my mind again, a lot of people are saying it here, Bundy impressed when he came on. And I thought he did too. The great thing I thought, I thought what Buendia does really, really well, and you see it in games, and sometimes it looks like he's a tryhard in games. But when you watch it live and you see how many people moved with him, and now I know he's playing as Norwich and they were probably weary, wary of him because they know him inside out. But you see this, he makes this big sprint forward, stops, and almost looks around to see where the players are. And and sometimes when, I, when he does that, I'm kind of looking at him and going, why did you do that? Like, if you have to stop and look around to see where the players are waiting yeah. for the ball to come to you, why did you do that? He knows well he's not getting the ball. And that's why he was doing it. And you could see him do it two or three times in this game. And then he arcs his run back around and mm. almost takes the place of one of the fullbacks that comes in. And, you know, you it, it was really, it was evident enough a, a couple of times now in the game that he was he was yeah. looking to do that. And he was pulling, um, pulling the, uh, what's his name? Nor, not Norgard, Norman, um, out of smart a bit as well. And I thought that was a really interesting thing, but look good. He, he actually does. He actually does that when he's on the ball as well. If you notice, he slow he slows the ball down nearly to a walking pace, drags in two players, and then gives the ball off. And and by that stage, there's loads of space. He he can be a really joy to watch. I've been banging the drum since that day against Man City that we were beating. I I I thought from then on, like there's no way he deserves to be sitting on the bench. It's just you know, yeah. he, he, there's a talent there. We should be nurturing and building the team around him as well. Absolutely, absolutely. I, well, I think so too. And I think, look, with my where's Noel? I saw Noel comment in there about you winning the you winning the karaoke beforehand, and then I'd uh, <laughs> uh, sound yeah, I've absolutely bang on. Sound Uber drivers took us all around Birmingham <laughs> at, at the weekend as well. But um, myself and Noel were messing outside the ground afterwards, shouting, "We we are staying up, yeah, we are staying up." <laughs> we were we were messing outside, pretending. But um, we actually are like obviously now we're staying up, and I know it leaves the relegation fears because people were people were genuinely talking about it. Hey, it made it made nas- nearly made the national. Well, I suppose it did make the national sports news here in Ireland that Villa potentially could be going down. It was on news talk. Um, there was a big discussion about Villa yeah. potentially going down. Now we never thought we were going to go down, but you know at the same time you still want to hit the forty point mark. You know, make sure that you're not going to go down. And we've got our games in hand. Um, I still think I I said. Before the Leicester game, I said before the end of the season we we'd accumulate somewhere between seven and ten points. I'm now pretty confident that it'll be towards the ten point mark more so than towards the seven point mark because I very much think that we could beat Burnley twice, no problem. Um, and I'm I'm not as they're on a great run, don't get me wrong, and like they're really after putting putting it up uh, leads and, and 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 then Everton winning out of nowhere uh, on Sunday. It's going to be a really interesting battle at the bottom. I think we can get points throughout the course of the rest of this year. This year, but I also think that we're going to see some experimental lineups, um, and I think we'll probably might even see one starting this weekend because, uh, you know, I think we could see two defensive midfielders in there um, at the weekend and 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 see what happens. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's going to be an interesting end to the season, I think, for us because we're going to see a lot of players or games that were 
not going to like the look of. There, I, I think there's at least going to be one or two games where we're going to put on a show. Um, I thought this was going to be one of them, so maybe don't take my word for it. Um, but it's it, it, it's an interesting one. Paddy, we haven't even talked about the goals. I haven't even talked about the goals. Um, the first goal, what a ball. What a ball. What a ball from out of nowhere to find Ollie Watkins. And then he takes it down well, but I'm not quite sure what Brandon Williams is doing there to, to, to slip that badly. You know, he didn't need to make that sudden movement. And then... Well, it, it, just, it just goes to show we 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 gave out about McGinn slipping and uh, Kansa slipping Kansas a couple of weeks ago. At, at every level of this Premier League, if you're slipping, chances are you're going to concede a goal, especially especially that that deep into it. Um, hit it well. It looked like it may have taken a little clip off the other defender to probably help yeah. help it on its way. Um, but what a, who who was it that paid the pass? Was it Luca Dean? Makes sense from where it came from. It was Luca Dean, but. Uh, mm. So so much has happened since Saturday. I feel like it's it's a it's about six weeks ago since I watched the match. <laughs> was it Ings? No, Ings was not. No, at that Ings stage. wasn't on the pitch. Ings was not at that stage. But when Ings did come on, first thing he did was play an absolute beauty of a pass. That's why I was thinking. I wasn't sure. literally yeah. Paul just dropped him and bang, absolute pinged one. Um, <laughs> it was a beauty one. But um, uh, it was it, it was like I suppose it was nice to get that goal. Um, it was Ings that passed the ball. See, was it? For the first goal. Or oh, did Ings come on in the first goal, did he? he was, Ings came on like in 48 minutes. We were actually there. <laughs> we were actually there. Oh, yeah, Danny Ings. Yeah, it was. It was his first. It was literally. Like, Watkins scored in the 41st minute. It was the first touch. Danny Ings' first touch. He literally came on and pinged an absolute splendid one. That was it. I knew that was the one. Um... But it did take a touch and it went in. But I, I, I think it was still going in the back of the net anyway. The shot, probably, yeah, um, probably. And then um, Ings got fortuitous with with his goal at the end. But it was nice to see the two of them score. You know, crew uh, nearly. I think I think he does, I think he deserved a bit of luck after the, the, the amount yeah, of work he yeah. did and the amount of shots he got in in his fifty five minutes on the pitch. The, like again, another fellow I've been banging a drum about. I want to see him starting every week. I'm glad that everybody is seeing what he's capable of this week. Even, you know, even down to that header that came off the post. He, he was very unlucky not to score before he actually did. And then when he did score, it was kind of fortuitous in itself, even, yeah. even with the keeper getting his hand to it in the end. But uh, look... It came from a screwball scramble as well. So, like, I can't imagine that, you know, the Cruel had his feet set or anything in that instance. He was just, like, going, I hope someone doesn't really take a shot here because the ball was very, very close. It was six-yard box and it was bounced around everywhere couple of block shots beforehand and and yeah. Uh, yeah so fair play to him um shout out to to tim uh, i enjoyed watching him i enjoyed enjoyed watching his uh his work right around the pitch his positional sense when we, we didn't have the ball um i, I think that guy is going to be a baller um i don't yeah. know whether i don't know whether the plan is to keep him around the team next season or to put him out and get him game time um, whether he's ready for week in week out Premier League, I don't know. But you know, we've been uh, we've been sounding that drum for a while to get him in there to see what he can do. So I hope they do give him a bit of run between here and the end of the season. And you know, Nakamba's having a bit of a rest. They're going to ease him back in after that uh, after that injury. So hmm. it's probably best not to aggravate that if we've got another another able body to put in there and do that work. Yeah. Absolutely, Paddy. Remember this? Do you remember that pass as well? I remember. I, I, I actually, I made a note. I made a note of that. that the free kick to Dina. 
I made a note of it. It was a beaut. Yeah. Uh, and, and everybody it just it, it, it was one of those moments everyone just stood up and applauded you know I'm in the lower hole so you're standing anyway but everybody around me it just just went whoa <laughs> and as look it's it's moments like that that make it you know it was it was a quiet atmosphere the atmosphere has been quiet enough all season I think uh, I don't know what the cause of that is whether whether people just aren't excited enough with the football but uh, hopefully we'll get back to the days. You know that were you know, like the, the the magic of we had that on that ten match run in the championship and getting promoted and the first couple of matches back in the Premier League. I just love I just love to see the crowd getting behind the team again. Yeah, and as I say, it's look. I look. I I, I can understand why there was a small bit of flatness because we've there was times this year where we looked like we we're going to kick on and we never did. But you know. We're, Hopefully, the end of the season will 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 finish on a high note for us, and um, and and it'll allow it allow some of our players to show us what they can actually do. Uh, maybe when the pressure's off a small bit. And as I say, I earmarked those two games against Burnley. I earmarked the um, Crystal Palace game, and don't rule us out to spoil the party or to even give Liverpool the win. I've called this from before Christmas uh, that Man City are going to need to come to Villa Park and and or that they're going to need to play Villa. Should I say? And uh, and get a win out of it. And we're going to hold them to some something stupid like a nil all draw, and when no one expects it. But yeah, that would be a win in itself, I think, for me. Um, but no, but all in all, Paddy, uh, a fruitful game, um, a fruitful weekend, should I say? There's a couple of people asking how many. Uh, yes, you love to see the love for Dino before we get on and we finish up the podcast. Um, what a man! I have lots and lots of respect for him. Um, and. You know, he showed it at the end that the club still means an awful lot to him. Um, fair play to him. Yeah, Pretty and good. and look, it's you know we he he's given us so like I I don't want to be like a broken record, but he's given us so many memories. It was lovely at the end to see all his players come and yeah. give him a hug and commiserate with him that that he'd gone down. But it was a smile. It was it wasn't a sadness on his face. I've said it before. He's brought into Norwich to take them back up. They're already given up the fight by the time he came in there. He, he's got he's got a, a tough job ahead of him. Probably a little bit of rebuilding. I'd imagine some of those players will probably move on. So it's going to be easy, or it's not going to be easy. But uh, I'd I'd love to see him do well again next year. And uh, he was probably the only unhappy Villa fan in Villa Park on on, on Saturday. But you know, the two of us have have nothing but love for him. And um, it was great. It was great to see him back, and great to see him get him. Uh, Get a, a, the reception that he did. Shout out to Project B Six. They had a bit of a mishap yeah. with their with their uh, welcome. It was only supposed to be, you know, that they raised it for a few seconds. Unfortunately, it was the wrong way around. These things happen. These guys aren't paid. Don't be going all in on them on, on social media. But oh, the, the message group. got out there. We all we all know that everybody w- w- was uh, was welcoming Dean back. So um, absolutely fair play to you lads. It was a, it was a, it was a lovely tribute. Um, and you can you can see the picture of it all over all over uh, social media as as it was meant to be. Yeah, um, they put it. They they had one afterwards where they unfurled it outside the whole end. I think it was yeah. after the game as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, fair play to them. They do a lot. They, they do a lot of great banners. They contribute an awful lot to the to the atmosphere. They try their best to get things going inside inside in the gr- ground as well. So yeah, for me, they'll always get support from that. Of point course. Of view. Yeah. Um, Paul, thank you so much. 
that's really really kind of you thank you so much and uh i think the last thing we want at this moment in time is points but uh when we're back <laughs> over in villa park we'll have them because there's a couple of questions asking how much did you drink over the weekend and i'm afraid to try and figure that out i'm afraid to go back through my bank account to try and figure out what was uh what was spent and what, what um what was tapped on card but uh yeah yeah, we'll leave that one. That one's better left forgotten, I think. But thank you so much, Paul. Really, really appreciate that. I mean, that's really, really Here's nice of you. Yeah. A um, couple of comments there. There's one or two things there about, about Gerard. I'm actually going to bring it up before we before we leave, Paddy, because well, it's not really doesn't really contribute to the game. And to be honest with you, I didn't even hear the post-match presser, so I don't know what, uh, what was said or what wasn't said in it. But a couple of people have been asking about... Um, uh, a couple of people have been asking about Gerard. Seems to be really throwing the players under the bus. Uh, recently, I didn't hear the post-match press conference. Did, did, was was he disappointed with the players in the, in in the in the post-match? Um, well, I, I think he, he over the last few weeks he's kind of been a little bit. I, I thought a little bit too open about what's going on behind, with with players. So I, I would prefer him to keep that to himself and do the work behind closed doors when the season ends. If he want, if he wants to clear the decks, clear the decks. He's the manager. We'll get behind him regardless. Um, but if he clears the decks, he need, he needs to stand up for for what he believes in and deliver results that we're we're not looking at getting to forty points on the thirtieth of April. We want to be on forty points in probably mid February or, or early March. So that that has to be the aim for next year. But uh, if if you're going to call out players, you better make sure he's going to clear some of them out in the summer because otherwise people are going to be asking serious questions. Mm. I think so too. I think so too. Um, as AJ says here, he's he was happy with the result, but said we should have been more ruthless. I think so too. But then at the end of the day, we had something like twenty-one shots, and mm. nine of them were blocked. I think I genuinely think as as a team, we have more shots blocked than any other team in the Premier League. It feels that way, yeah. It does. It feels like it feels that way. Yeah, it feels that way. And guys, that's a fair point. Top managers improve players, not just buy new ones. Um, yeah, but just I, remember. We, he, he's only new to this trade as well and we don't know that he's a top manager yet we know that he has a very well respected team around him but we don't know if he's a top manager yet um, you know he, he got a tune out of that Rangers team he, he made his own um, they weren't the best team in the world but they got the job done um, the way he wanted them to play and he won't have any excuses come uh, November or December of this year when, when we start to ask what did he do in the summer and what changes were made and how it's affected the uh, the team going forward. Mm. And I think if we see a lot of more young players maybe break further into the squad over the course of the next 12 months, I think he'd be able to stand up there and say that he has improved players. Like you could arguably say he's improved Jacob Ramsey more than like the Dean Smith brought him to one level, but he's actually mm. playing better under Steven Gerrard. Look, we could, we could sit there and split hairs, but guys, you're right. He like there is going to come a time whereby words will become meaningless when it comes to blaming people and maybe blaming refs. And he got got stick in, in Scotland for blaming refs an awful lot. And people are saying, ah, you can't always blame the refs. You're Rangers. You should be beating Ross County or you should be beating Falkirk or like Livingston shouldn't come and get a one, whatever. Um, and that, that's true too. You know, that is true yeah. too. Um, in fairness, that is true too. Um, yeah, I think we're going to leave it there, guys. Um, I think we're going to leave it there because, uh, as I say, we've, uh, it was it was a good game. It was a good game for us to be at. You know, a win's a win. Um, we're going to come back with a uh, a pre a preview show for on Wednesday. I think, Paddy, if you're around on Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday, yeah. we do this do these on air pre production meetings. 
Um, so we'll come, we'll come back Wednesday, maybe later in the day, maybe about a half nine or something like that. Uh, you'll see it. We'll pop it out on social media. I won't have also left the heater on in my room on one of the hottest days in Ireland. I am melting as well here. Melting hot. Um, so I definitely will rectify that situation for the next time. That's one of the reasons why I'm finishing up the podcast in 32 minutes. That very rarely happens because I think I might, I think I might drop of heat, heat exhaustion inside. Tell here. the truth, Neil. You're, you're in the middle of a two-day hangover here, and this is the last thing you needed today. And we're on early tonight because we both need an early night. Uh, after the weekend. Gonna, we I want to go in. I'm going to go in and watch the snooker and have the baby monitor alongside me and uh, try and try and get a few hours sleep. Yeah. Uh, early but that that will be that'll be enough to to help you go sleep anyway watching the snooker and mm, um, just just a, just a shout out again for for the people that came up and uh you know the the, the the outpouring of love that we got over the weekend was incredible uh, obviously you're more recognizable than me so when i go on my own very few people <laughs> recognize me but uh your your dulcet tones as as a couple of people heard you speaking and realized it was you and your beard obviously stands out but uh, Paddy, i'm loud Paddy, i'm loud that's what yeah. it was i'm a loud we, person we, we met we met good people and, and we had we had good fun we, we got crack yeah. with mark regan in the in the whole pub after the game yeah. who i also recognized because of his dulcet tones <laughs> yeah. and uh Porrick from Galway and Jane, yes, yeah, and Jane, yeah, who uh, who expressed her displeasure that they drive from Dublin to Galway regularly, and she has to listen to us two idiots talking on that journey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was the exact words. She actually, I think, when we went up to Porrick, she pointed at me and said, "Is that a fellow from your that podcast I have to listen to?" (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, there we go. There we go. And Ronan, Ronan was over. Where's Ronan? I see you chatting away inside there. Ronan was over with us as well. Didn't get to spend half enough time with you, Ronan, but that was probably our fault for being international men of mystery um, traipsing around the place and probably um, because we were stuck inside in pubs the whole time anyway while you were doing more cultural things um, in the course of the day. But it was great to see you. It was great to see you. Um, but uh, yeah, listen, once again, thanks to everybody. Great to see all the Swedish guys. The Swedish guys were fantastic. Um, the two gentlemen that sat in front of me. Oh, there was one other guy, actually. I meant to say it at the start. I didn't get your name, but I want to say really, at, at halftime, you came up, you sat down, you were having, you had a chat with me. You had a grey beard, you had a hat on. I think your hat might have been, might have been on backwards. Thanks a million. Really appreciate the chat as well. Um, and it was great to see you too. Um, also, Joseph Hessian. Uh, it was his 18th part. Was it his 18th or his 21st that he invited us? His 18th, uh, his 18th yeah. Friday night, but uh, yeah, we never we never quite made it there. If I wasn't going to be able to, if I wasn't remembering to pick up a pizza off the bar, I certainly wasn't remembering where Joseph Hessian's 20, or 18th was. <laughs> Jesus, you had other things in your mind on Friday night that you even forgot to sing in the karaoke competition, Neil. Yeah, oh yeah, well that was by design. That was because you were too good. That was because you were too good. I sang last year when Tyrone Ming scored from a corner. So now, you know, you're going to have to sing at the end of this year. We're going to have to come up with some forfeit for you to do a repeat of uh, Don't Look Back in Anger. I'll, I'll have to go back for the final. What do you reckon? We'll all go back for the final. We'll bring, we'll bring all the people in the comments and, and we'll, get, we'll get all the votes. And I don't know what the prize is, but we'll get back. Yeah. <laughs> any, Everybody, excuse to, any excuse to go back and have the crack? 5th of May or something? No, is it, that's, that's this Friday. Yeah, 5th of May, this Friday. 200 shiny notes from the person who wins it. Paddy, it's well worth your while going back. Flights are only about 16 quid. Um, so I maintain if you go back, you'll win it. We bring a crowd. 
Um, anyway, this is enough ramblings from us. We barely spoke about the game. We spent more times within jokes from the weekend, and we do apologize for that. But thanks, everybody, so much for listening. Then, once again, thanks to everybody for, for uh, making it a great weekend, too. Really appreciate appreciate everything everybody does for the podcast. And uh, we will be back on Wednesday with another preview show. And then we will uh, chat to you then. So have a fantastic rest of your Monday evening. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. Podcast Network.